about to mention somebody's name. I hope I get that correct. Uh, am I on mic well? Yep. Um, I, less than 12 months ago, I actually spoke in this auditorium uh, at a class with Professor Talia Gonzalez. Um, and in the Q&A, because it really wasn't what I was speaking about before, uh, you know, had a back and forth about what the left may or may not mean at this point in history. And I said I felt it was inevitable that some variation of the left would reappear very powerfully in the near future in the domestic United States. I'm not so prescient. My feeling was simply that there was so much discontent and there was no other political perspective that could provide anything like a, um, a, a constructive analysis of it uh, because everybody basically knew that the resolution of the financial crisis was unjust, that the people who had run their companies into the ground had been basically bailed it out and maintained all their wealth and people were really upset about it still, and on top of that, the general organization of the society, there's just a free-floating sense that there's injustice to it. And um, I was really excited um, about, uh, I don't know how many months later, I suppose about six months later, seven months later at, at that point, that some of the students I spoke to I met again down at Occupy Los Angeles. So I'm very fond of this lecture hall. Um, another aside before I talk about Adbusters, um, and this relates to what I want to say in particular about Adbusters is, um, and I, as I was preparing this, I was thinking that there'd be a lot of um, Occidental students here, um, but I'm imagining this crowd as opposed to throwing out the question to a bunch of students if they've ever heard of Franz Fanon. I'm guessing that most of the people in the audience here have heard of Franz Fanon. Um, um, Andrew Breitbart, um, uh, you know, a, a maverick independent media person who gets a, was getting a ton of money from forces like the Koch brothers, probably is about to make much of this campus in Franz Fanon because, of course, this is where a young Barack Obama was uh, studying Franz Fanon. Uh, and the reason that that, I, you know, and he claims he has these documents that are going to expose that, you know, Obama really still believes in Franz Fanon and that he's, you know, exactly with Bill Ayers and stuff like that. So that ties. Um, Occidental to the theme I want to bring up, which is that we have this very peculiar setup in this country where um, some of the most intense analysis that exists in the world of the societies we live in, in terms of social arrangements, in terms of economic arrangements and political arrangements, uh, the voices that uh, you know share these ideas are in the academy and they're in humanities departments. Uh, and they are virtually excluded from all mass media in the United States. So kids go through, especially if they go through schools and are privileged enough to go to through schools like Occidental and the humanities, and you know, the right wing is furious about this stuff. You know, they encounter contemporary voices like Slavoj Žižek, Noam Chomsky, et cetera. Uh, you know, and then a bunch of French people who came out of the May 68 years, like Jacques Derrida, Michel Foucault, uh, anti-colonial uh, heroes and, and theorists like Fanon. And again, these voices are completely almost invisible in the mainstream media. Adbusters, uh, it doesn't qualify as mainstream media, but if any of you are familiar with the magazine itself, it is the cross-fertilization between that level of academic social theory and radical social theory with activism and the aesthetics of activism and anti-consumerist critique. In 2009, uh, on what they call Buy Nothing Day at Adbusters, the day after Thanksgiving, I did, uh, a, I did a special for KPFK Radio where I worked closely with the folks at Adbusters and we basically created um, as far as we, as close as we could 
a, a sort of audio documentary that captured the spirit of Adbusters. So we had people reading short excerpts from these radical social theorists, and then I, I actually interviewed a young man by the name of Micah White, who as yet was not widely known in the broader media, uh, and it was my interview with him interwoven with all these other voices reading from the magazine, and we produced this text. Um, and again, uh, again, the, the perverse fact that young people get, uh, you know, introduced to this material and then it just fades, as if it just didn't exist, as if this, you know, the very, very complex relationships of globalization and contemporary capitalism, um, you know, we don't need that kind of um, trenchant analysis. But it's there in Adbusters, and Adbusters, of course, was the organization that put out, um, I forget what they call it, um, tactical briefing, and their tactical briefing was for people to converge on Wall Street on September 17th. And um, very few people responded to this, but I did, because I had a working relationship with them. And uh, the minute I saw it, which is, I think, in late June, and by early July, you know, I have the email exchange. I'm going to guard that, because I think it's somewhat historical. Uh, you know, I contacted Micah and the people at Adbusters, and I, I sort of played this role of introducing them to a number of media organizations, because I didn't think they'd have access to them to get the word out. Um, it did actually have a very uh, dramatic sort of period in the 10 days or so before September 17th, because if, you, if you've anybody who's read the history of it, you might know that the people on the ground in New York, basically the GA of New York, before they, September 17th, basically said, Adbusters, back off. And they sort of did. Uh, they were willing to just sort of let this thing go. At which point, the folks at Adbusters just wrote me and said, you know what, we're not going to do any more interviews. Here's a new set of contacts. And I sent them out. The people who responded as I sent them out were, of course, almost all Pacifica affiliates. I don't know if you know this, and I know that, I, look, I'm as, I really have great respect for tremendous uh, journalism. I thought Maria Armudian's introductory co comments were right on point. We really do need journalism. In many respects, NPR is one of the last bastions that produces the kind of journalism that I was familiar with from newspapers growing up. But I don't know if you know this, but the national executive uh, the director of NPR actually put out a memo uh, that said on September like 18th or 19th, NPR is not to cover Occupy and they didn't rescind it until, uh, no, until September 26th. So um, now, how does this relate to KPFK? Well, okay, that's one story and things, you know, there's so many activist events. What's the role of somebody who is, is in this sort of privileged position where they know where all this activism is taking place, where there's all this insight that isn't available to the general population, and there's an event coming up? What does a journalist do? Is a journalist supposed to forward those contacts? Are they supposed to do what I did? Well, you know, you know, there's there's something you might learn in Columbia School of Journalism, and I'd be happy to critique the the lessons that get imparted from Columbia School of Journalism. But in the era of Fox News, I certainly have no guilt about having done that. And uh, again, Pacifica Radio, KPFK Radio, not only do we provide voices across the spectrum, because certainly, again, those radical voices from academia are part of the 99% that are excluded from the mainstream media. We, uh, we try our best to go straight from the grassroots up to the elevated heights of academia, uh, provide voices to people. And, uh, and I really, again, I thought I'd be talking to uh, predominantly Occidental students and encouraging them to come into a place like KPFK to volunteer. I encourage all of you as well to do so. Uh, I think we are distinctive as a media outlet in Southern California, not only in going all the way to the grassroots, but also uh, really just about the only place in broadcast media in Southern California and in the United States where you can have the very things that are taught in graduate seminars in sociology, political science, history, 
uh, women's studies, queer studies, and actually bring them to a general public because there's intense wisdom there. So that's my, my Adbusters anecdote. And um, I actually kept, I brought 12 copies of that show I did with Michael White. If people want to pick them up, I'll be back at the KPFK table later, okay?